turn in the prophet Isaiah to the 40th chapter. Comfort. Comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice of one calling, in the wilderness prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level, the rugged places a plain, and the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all people will see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. The voice of one calling, God's cry in our wilderness. Do you hear it? Do you hear it in this season when we open boxes that have been stored away for months and months? As we watch repetitively the same Christmas specials that we have watched since we were young. You hear God's cry in our wilderness, echoed in the Grinch, trump trumping down Mount Crumpet, who who on his trumpet. Do you hear the echo of God's cry in our wilderness when you watch It's a Wonderful Life again? And he cries out, I want to live. I want to live, Clarence. I want to live. All of these movies, specials, they make us feel that everything will work out all right. That's why we watch them again and again, isn't it? When we get the lights out, when we get the ornaments out, when we get out grandma's dishes, when we get out all the decorations of Christmas, it's, it's like our home has sat dormant and now it sort of comes alive. And it's a great time of year to do it. When it's darker outside, it's colder outside, we're inside, and we can make Christmas come alive. We can make our house become a home. All of that feeling, all that we do in Christmas, all that we do that we've done from year in and year out, echoes God's cry in our wilderness. The words of the prophet Isaiah echoed in his time. They echoed uh, for, for those that would be carried off into exile. The voice of one calling in the wilderness, in the wilderness, make a way. Make a way for my people. And then these words of the prophet Isaiah we're put away like we put away all our decorations and lights for months and months. Friday, we were hanging the lights outside. It was cold, windy, a little bit of snow fluttering by. That's the way I like it when I'm hanging the lights outside. Our nephew was with us, and he pulled out a string of lights, and it was all twisted, and he said, boy, I wonder who put this string away last year. Well, it was me. But I said to him, you don't understand, they twist themselves in knots in the attic. 
I thought, you know, they're up there in July and they're worried, I'm never coming out again. They've forgotten about me and they just twist themselves up into knots in the heat of the summer. The prophet Isaiah, those words were stored away from generation to generation to generation while the people waited, while the people hoped against hope for a Messiah, for a Savior, for God's cry to come into their wilderness, their day-in and day-out wilderness, the wilderness of their lives that they live and experience. They waited and they waited and they hoped for the coming of Messiah. And then John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, the cousin of Jesus, proclaiming God's word, proclaiming to the people, repent. When they recorded what John said, they looked back to Isaiah and said, this is what he's doing. He's a voice, one calling in the wilderness, make a way, make a way for my people. John was also paving a way for Jesus to come. God's word never comes back empty. God's word can lie dormant for not only months, but years, not only years, but decades, millennium, and then burst forth again with light. Think of your Bible at home. There it is. It sits there. Isaiah 40 is always there. We don't read it every day. We don't take it out, but it's always there. The voice of one in the wilderness make a way. God's cry in our wilderness. God's cry in our wilderness. In the wilderness of your life and my life. When we're trying to just find a way. Find a way to survive in this pandemic. Find a way to just get everything done before December 25th. Find a way to, to hold the family together. Find a way to just make lunches one more time. Find a way to get all the laundry done just once. Done and folded and put away. Find a way to teach our children the right way in life. The cry of God in our wilderness, in the wilderness of our lives when we sometimes feel lost, can't see the forest for the trees, when we wonder when will this virus be over, when will this pandemic end, when will things get back to normal, it seems like it has been a wilderness for more than two years, our, our Christmas again in the midst of this. We, like the people of God who heard Isaiah for, like the people of God who went out in the wilderness for John, we hope, hope for the coming of Messiah. Hope for God's cry to be heard in our wilderness. Can you hear it? Can you hear it in your house? God is crying in your wilderness, whether you are up or whether you were down whether you're just relaxed or whether you're tangled up in knots and worry, 
Wherever you are this Christmas, God's cry comes to you. And it's not just someone sitting down to cry with us, though that's wonderful. If you've ever had someone cry with you, that is good. But God doesn't just come to cry with us because God's cry has power. God's cry makes a way where there is no way. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been somewhere where you couldn't see your way forward? Maybe you couldn't see your way forward financially. Maybe you lost your job. Maybe emotionally you were stuck. Maybe you saw something you just didn't know how to overcome that. And then something happened. Someone showed up. Something moved. And suddenly there was a way where there wasn't a way before. There was a way where you could not see a way forward. God comes not just to cry with us, but God's cry has power in our lives, in our wilderness, where we struggle in life, where we try to make ourselves feel better than we really feel inside. God's cry comes and makes a way, a way for you and I. Listen for it. Listen for it in the wrapping paper and in the scotch tape. Listen for it in the Christmas music. Listen for it as the wind blows across the lights hung on the houses. Listen for God's cry in our wilderness and be filled, filled with hope. Hope for today. Hope for tomorrow. Hope for this Christmas. Hope for next year. Hope in our God. I'd like to close by just reading the next couple verses in Isaiah. A voice says, cry out. And I said, what shall I cry? Have you ever been there? What shall I cry? What? I don't even know what to ask for. I don't, I don't even know what I need. I don't know, know, know what, to, what to do. A voice said, cry out. And I said, what shall I cry? All people are like grass and all their faithfulness is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall because the breath of the Lord blows on them. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers and the flowers fall. But the word of our God endures forever. Surely throughout this pandemic, we have felt that in our very bones, that we are grass. We are the flowers that fall. But the word of our God endures forever. Let us not rely upon ourselves, for we will surely get lost in the wilderness of living our days. But let us hope in the word of the Lord our God, for it will endure forever and ever.